Welcome to the I Am In podcast. This semester, the Boise Nampa Institute will interview members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We will hear stories from their personal lives, examples of how the gospel of Jesus Christ has blessed them. We hope you will join us each week to strengthen your faith in the Savior and gain hope for the future. Today for the IMN podcast, we are here with Sarah Anderson from the Student Council with her cousin Jess, and we're going to start with just a short introduction. So Sarah, tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself, and why you chose Jess as someone to interview today. Um, so my name is Sarah. I am the youngest of six kids, have three older brothers who have taught me a lot about life, and I chose Jess because she is a great example to me of how to live a Christ-like life and how to always follow the Savior. Hi, I'm Jess. Um, I recently joined Sarah's family, but what, a year and a half ago I married her cousin. Um, so we're just getting to know each other still, and we're super excited to kind of build this friendship and get to spend some more time together. Um, I am, a, gosh, a child of... A family of 10 kids. We're a blended family. We've got, you know, four step-siblings, two half-brothers, four, three originals. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm a convert to the church, and it's been one of the greatest blessings, and I'm excited to be able to talk about it today. We're excited to have you here, both of you. And maybe let's just start with that. Still, let's start with a question about what drew you to the church, why you chose to be baptized. Uh, yeah, so I was, when I was a kid, we just didn't really go to church very consistently. It was always just non-denominational Christian churches. And they always, Sarah and I actually talked about this yesterday, they always felt really good, but never really felt like home. And and so I I started searching and kind of, you know, I, I was like, is God, is there a God? Is, you know, is, is it just something that someone, someone just made up one day or is he real, or, you know? And so when I was about 18, 19 years old, I, I started searching for him and I started going to my friends and saying, hey, what do you believe? And like, what? Like, what does that mean to you? And like, how does that help you? And and so I went to a bunch of different churches, um, everything you can think of. You know, I went to non-denominational Christian, I went to Catholic, I went to Presbyterian, Baptist, Wesleyan, like all of the, anything I could find. If I had a friend that was of that religion, I was like, let me go to church with you. Like, I want to go and see what it's about. And so you go to all these different churches. What did they feel like as you were there? They felt, they felt good. You know, like it was like, oh, they're teaching good things. They're, you know, it, nothing was bad, you know, I never didn't have any, like, bad feelings towards any of them, but none of them really felt like home. None of them felt like what I wanted to be a part of. Um, so I honestly, I, I gave up looking. I was like, okay, I guess, like, I, I checked them all out and nothing felt good. Like, everything felt good, but nothing felt, like, great. And so I guess I, I did my part. And, and so uh, I kind of gave up for a little, a, a short time, and then I had a... I took a, a CNA course, a nursing assi- assistant uh, course, and the instructor was LDS. And I, through a series of events, got really close with her and her family. And one day they just, they gave me a Book of Mormon and they're like, hey, this is what we believe. And on one side was a picture of their family. On the other side was uh, their family testimony typed out. And um, they're like, this is what we believe. And, and it's okay if you don't wanna check it out or anything, but we just felt really strongly that we needed to share it with you. and. And so, you know, one thing led to another, and I sat down with missionaries, and I was like, oh, okay, like, 
I joked with Sarah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll meet with you again. You guys are cute, you know. <laughs> but you know, I was like, I was 18. They were 18, and I was like, nah, okay. And then, and then I started meeting with her, and I started taking it serious. And I was like, wow, there's, there's something to this. Like this feels good. And I started going to church with their oldest daughter into a, a singles branch. It was a branch of 12 members. And, uh, and where was this? In Sheridan, Wyoming. Okay. And so it's a branch of 12 members, mostly college kids. And um, I was like, well, it, it felt like home, you know, it felt like I belonged there. And so I didn't really think anything of it. I just started going to church and going to the activities and doing whatever. And then one day they were like, hey, we, you know, we were, we were talking about the gospel, going over the, the lesson um, in preaching gospel. and. And uh, they were like, yeah, so we were thinking September 15th. And I was like, yeah, like for what? Like for what? And they're like, oh, uh, for you to get baptized. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. And then that was it. And looking back, you know, I served a mission. And looking back, I was like, man, like anytime I extended an offer, like for baptism, I was like, man, like I was so nervous. And I was like, I made it so easy for them. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, there was no question about it. I was just like, I was going home and I was ready. And then, yeah, so that was kind of. So you are a Book of Mormon success. We, we yeah. hear a lot about sharing the copy of the Book of Mormon. And now on the app, we can literally press a button and yeah. share it digitally, which is amazing. Yeah, so cool. That's wonderful. So I love the word you used, um, nothing felt like home. Yeah. Describe what home felt like when you found it. Oh, like a warm hug. I don't know, just welcoming. And I kind of think of my grandma's house, you know, you go in and you, there's lots of love and just like hugs and family and everyone's just so bright and so excited. And um, I don't like non-judgmental, I guess. Just, I feel like, like, yeah, there there are times where maybe that, that might happen. But I think for the most part, I've never felt judged when going to church, you know, and I'm, I've got tattoos and I've, you know, I don't always say the right things. And I sometimes say, have a little sailor mouth, but people still love me, you know? And, and I think that's pretty huge for people. Just the acceptance that you feel when you walk in the door is pretty, is pretty awesome. And you feel that anywhere, you know, it's not just, it wasn't just in that little 12 member branch. It's like, I, I was telling Sarah, I was like, you know, it's, I've, I've been to church in Spain before and it feels the exact same. It's like, Everyone was like, oh my gosh, where are you guys from? Like, how are you? Like, how long are you here for? You know, like, they're super curious about you and just, they're welcoming and it just feels like a hug. Like, you're just like, okay, like, this is like like walking home. I like that you mentioned the sense of belonging too. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, So you also mentioned that you served a mission. Oh, yeah. So just tell us a little bit about why you chose to serve a mission. Because God's mean. No, he's so great. <laughs> he he's so, so great. Um, cause, I don't know. I always say because God's got a sense of humor and, and he wants to laugh at me. Well, fill in. You got baptized at what age so, and when did you decide to Yeah, share? so I got baptized at uh, 20. Yeah, 20. Got baptized when I was 20 and then I started, I started my mission when I was 23 and turned 24 on the MTC. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I, again, I told Sarah about this. Um, we were, it was, it was probably six months after, not even six months, it was a couple months after I got, after I got baptized. Um, we had a visiting authority or Area 7 or something like that. I don't honestly remember, but um, 
it was right after the mission change had, like the age change had been changed for the missions. And he came and he visited and he was giving a talk and he goes, if you plan on serving a mission, stand up. And I almost stood up and I was like, <laughs> he almost got me. No, I'm not doing that. I've been a member for maybe three or four months or something like that. And I was like, no, no, no way. Like, I'm not doing that. And then it just kind of like built on it and built on it. And I moved to, to Salt Lake and went to massage school um, shortly after like six months into my into, into being a member. Um, and I got in touch with this, I got into this new ward. It was a, I mean, way more people than 12, but um, I started going and they were, they were like, man, you should, you should serve a mission. I was like, nah, like I'm good. I'm, I'm not interested. And, and I just, it kind of was like always at the back of my mind, like, ah, I know I'm supposed to, but I just fought it. Like I fought Heavenly Father. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like you got to get that out of your head. Cause like, I'm not doing it, Heavenly Father. Like we're, that's not happening. And uh, I moved home to Gillette, um, an hour and a half from my hometown, back to Wyoming. And, and through a series of events, got connected with the missionaries in my ward. And um, they, I, I swear they had my, my work schedule memorized because I'd get off work and like 10 minutes later, like, hey, hey, Sister Atkins, uh, we need a ride. Could you give us a ride? And like, oh, of course, yeah, where are you going? And God. oh, yeah, yeah, 100% <laughs> Heavenly Father just being like, you're gonna do this. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, where are you heading? to go, oh, I, oh, we have this lesson. If you have time, like you could stay with us and like teach the lesson with us. And I was like, yeah, of course, like sure, whatever. And I mean, I was probably out with the sisters five or six nights a week, just, and they totally suckered me into it. And uh, we just became really good friends and I was always that, that phone call that they had. And, and they basically started my mission papers for me. They're like, you're going, like you need to be a missionary. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And you know, sure enough, they wore me down. And I was like, you know what? Like I've been fighting it for like three years. I've known I was supposed to serve a mission from the beginning. Like, let's do it. You know, and I, I got, I think the final straw was I got my patriarchal blessing. Um, I, it was like a week shy of my year date of being a member. And, or like one week past, one week past being a member. And in it, it said um, something to the effect of um, share your testimony often, because as you do, it will become rooted in your life and the life of others. And and I read that one night, I was like, I finally just prayed about it. I was like, am I supposed to go? Like I, I was dating a guy and I thought, you know, that was the end all be all, I was gonna marry him. And, and I went to the temple and, and I was like, do, do I have to do this? Like, am I supposed to go? And he goes, you already have, you already know your answer. Like, why are you fighting me on this? I was like, okay. And so I went and I was like, I'm going. Like, you can continue to date me or like, you know, write me on my mission. And he goes, I'm not gonna do that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I still have to go. And so I just finally was like, okay. I stopped fighting him and I just was like, all right, your hands, man. I did say though, I was like, you know, Heavenly Father, like I wanna go Spanish speaking, I wanna go somewhere in the States, and I don't wanna even see snow for a year and a half. Like I don't even look at it. And I went to Carlsbad, California, Spanish speaking, so I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll stop complaining and <laughs> I'll go. Lucky you, usually it's the opposite. Oh, I know, usually I'd be like, oh, he's like, oh really, really, here's, you know. Here's Germany. Yeah, here's Germany <laughs> with nothing but, yeah. But it was, I mean, it was a huge blessing and, just, I, I just look back and I'm like, man, he was guiding me through every step of that. Like 
every experience I had, every person I met pushed me, not pushed me, but led me, like guided me to serving a mission. And the hardest year and a half of my entire life, but the most rewarding. And if I woke up tomorrow and I, it was a dream, like everything was a dream. And I was like, okay, now you're leaving tomorrow. You're leaving on your mission tomorrow. I would still go. I might do a few things differently, but I, w I would still go. Like, As we all would when we look in, in yeah, you like, know, backwards. <laughs> oh, I could have probably improved there. Yeah. But I do think it is awesome to look back on our life. The Lord is in everything. He's in every yeah. step of our journey. And for him to place you in the right place at the right yeah. time and those sister missionaries to invite you to the work. And yeah. you definitely had a way prepared for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. I was like... I mean, every day I'm like, oh, I, I see you. I see what you did there. You know, even I, we, Sarah and I, this is, we don't, Sarah and I didn't really talk about it in this kind of maybe jumping her head a little bit, but um, yesterday we had an incident. Um, Sarah, Sarah comes, I work as a massage therapist, Sarah comes to the office that I work for, and she happened to have a flat tire yesterday. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to call roadside. And I was like, why? I'll, I'll just change it for you. And she goes, you know how to change a tire? I was like, yeah, like, you're in Wyoming, man. You gotta know how to change a tire. And I was like, you don't? And she goes, no. And I was like, well, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> and uh, and I like instantly, I was like, we should probably say a prayer before we start, but we didn't. We were just kind of chatty and like just you know talking. And we tried for probably 20 minutes yeah, it was to like get 20 to 30 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes to get these lug nuts like loosened, and nothing. They would not budge. I. I'm like a pretty decent sized girl, like, and I was standing on the tire iron and nothing, it would not budge. And I was like, what is going on? So I was like, all right, Sarah, we gotta say a prayer. Like, and I knew beforehand, I was like, we should probably say a prayer for a start. And I was like, we gotta say a prayer. Like, I was like, just say a prayer. And we said a prayer. And I kid you not, it was probably like two tries later, they budge. And I was like, of course. And I just looked up and I was like, really, really? Like, you had to do that? And it's just so funny, I was telling her, because it's hard sometimes to to stay faithful and to want to continue to go to, to church and to continue to, to continue in the gospel. Like, everything these days is pushing us out of it. Everything. You know, Satan has had so many years of experience on how to, like, get us to budge. You know, like, we might think that we're faithful and we might think that we're steadfast, but it's like, I feel like sometimes he just blows on me and I, I want to fall over, you know? And and I think recently, I like I've been married for a year and a half and and it's great, you know, but he works nights, I work days. It's really easy to be like, yeah, I don't really want to go to church today because like it's Sunday, like it's the only day we really get together. It's really easy to be like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to go. Like I just want to kind of hang out, you know? And uh, I was telling Sarah, I was like, you know, the last couple of months I've really been kind of just like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, not that, like my, my testimony is firm. Like I know the church is true. I know God loves me. I know his hand is in my life daily. It's just that desire in me has kind of dimmed a little bit recently. And, and I was saying, um, after, after Sarah got home, her mom texted me and said, thanks for, thanks for rescuing Sarah today. Like we really appreciate it. And I was like, you know what? She's been rescuing me. Cause like this whole time she asked me to do this podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to inspire someone when I'm like feeling so down about it myself right now? And then it's been what, like two weeks and I've just been like, like, God, you gotta, you gotta do something. Cause like, 
I feel like my hands are tied, you know, I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm drowning and I need some help. And uh, sure, shoot, here, here Sarah comes, just walking into my work, just randomly, like, got referred to it and didn't even know I switched jobs. And she goes, what the heck? And ever since, it's just been like, okay, like, this light has just started to just kind of be rekindled, and it's just insane. But um, it's so easy these days just to get so down and get so, like, my, you know, your heart hurts sometimes. And, and, and a lot of it comes out of that constant daily practice you yeah. know we we hear yeah. the things we're supposed to do every day and certainly when you serve a mission you know in the morning you have a routine yeah. this is what you do and when you do the routine of reading scriptures and saying yeah. prayers and and preparing for your day and planning out your time you can have great success yes yeah, but when you forget to include the lord in the plan of your day and you just get up because you have to go to work or you get yeah. up because someone needs you it's so easy to crumble it is so if easy you, if you forget those things yeah, yeah. Sure. and those daily decisions truly determine our destiny and mm -hmm. where we're headed yeah they make all the difference. Um, Let's talk about the job. Yeah, since you brought it up. Um, the job. So, obviously, you got married, moved mm -hmm. to Boise, um, and then you started a job, mm -hmm. worked for a little bit, and then just recently in the last couple months, tell us a little bit about what happened with that job and how you ended up where you are. Oh man, um, the first job just wasn't a good fit. It was massage at a chiropractor office and it was just kind of, I worked for a guy who just, you know, I had to like be unseen unless I was coming for a client or, whatever and I'm a pretty social person like I I thrive on getting to like be social and serve people and uh I just wasn't I was I wasn't getting to I was being squished and so I wasn't really looking I was kind of like you know I don't know whatever maybe I'll look into something different and I had had like a few like side jobs that I was like maybe that'll turn into something or whatever but um nothing really felt like the right move and then um I have my resume active on Indeed, like most of us do these days. And I, I get emails periodically like, oh, so-and-so's hiring, so-and-so's hiring. And I got this one for another chiropractor in town that pays a little bit better. And um, I was like, you know what, like, it's a little further from my house, but like, maybe I'll just check it out, you know? And I've been pretty miserable at my job basically since day one my husband's like yeah you, you kind of hate your job like you it's not the best you know like you come home and you're miserable or you're upset or whatever and I was like I don't know, it's just a job like it's a job like everyone needs a job you know and like not everyone likes their job like it's not a big deal um but I I was you know I, th I think I'm gonna apply so I apply to this job this new place um and I feel really good about it. You know, I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe I should do that. But then I've been kind of making, and this goes back to the whole, like, my desire lacking. I've been kind of, like, making pretty big life decisions without consulting God about it, you know? And I'm like, maybe it's time, like, I kind of include him again, you know? Like, maybe it's, it's partly on me, you know? Like, if I want to have a better relationship and feel better, I need to kind of include the guy, you know? So, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the temple. And I... Um, so I, I go to the temple and I, and I sit in the slush room afterwards and I just go over, like, you gotta, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I feel, I feel miserable at, at this job, you know, like, 
I like a couple of the people I work with, but you can't stay somewhere just for the people. Like you gotta, like we're, we're meant to have joy, you know, like men are that they might have joy. Like that's, it's not like men are that they might be sad and go to work. Like we're supposed to have joy, you know? And so I, so I, I just go, what do you want, what do you want me to do? You know? And and I opened the scriptures and I, I can't remember where it was, but it was basically to the, to the effect of, of that scripture, you know, men are that they might have joy, but basically just like, it's okay to, to enjoy life. It's okay to like, you know, do things that make you happy. And I, and I was like, I want to, I want to take the job. Like if, if I feel good about the office, I want to take the job. And I just got this like overwhelming, like peace. And it was like, yeah, it's probably going to be better for you. You know, let's pause for a minute. Cause your steps that you went through were so awesome. You reminded yourself, I should probably pray. I should check probably in. pray. I should probably check in. You turned to the temple. Mm-hmm. You went to a place where the spirit can be found, and you also opened your scriptures. Yeah. You did the three things that do draw the powers of heaven back into your life. Yeah. So many people ask, "Why don't I know what to do?" And I don't know where to go. And and you've given us examples of searching for truth, looking for a church that felt like home, mm-hmm. and then relying on the scriptures, connection with heaven, and a place where God dwells. Yeah. And all of those always bring answers. You got to do the things. They may not bring the answers you want, like go on a mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes God doesn't tell me what I want to hear, tells Most me what I need to hear. Yeah. yeah. But that's where yeah. it goes back to the scriptures. You have to have ears to hear yeah. and eyes, to, eyes see. to see. So if you are considering and humble enough to say, guide me, yeah. he will. Yeah. When we want what we want, he just sits and waits for us to catch up. It's like, <laughs> I know, I have the answer. You just have to be willing to listen. So it sounds like this so, experience in turning to a new job really draw you, drew you closer to your Savior. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a little more to it, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got the answer that I was, you know, that if I wanted to, if I felt good about it, I, I could do it, you know. And I went to the interview the next day, and they offered me the job after the interview. They're like, hey, we would love to have you work here. And we get it. If you need to go home and pray about it, I had talked a little bit about, about my faith and um, and I was like, honestly, like I talked to my husband last night about it. I, I knew if you guys offered, I was going to say yes. So I would love to take the job. I feel really good about it. And so I took the job and then it was week two, I think, of working there. Yeah. I walked down the hall to go grab my client and Miss <laughs> Sarah just walks out of the room and I was like, what the, what are you doing here? And she goes, oh, I just, this is my first time here. I just, <laughs> this is my first. And it was just an instant answer of like, see, like I'll take care of you. Like you just got to listen. So. Well, and you probably need to interject with your side of the story. Yeah. That was also an answer to prayer for her. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a crazy story. Um, has a very special place in my heart. But um, probably like the two weeks prior to me going there, I had just struggled with really bad headaches and had just been hurting and been praying. You know, God, God helped me to know what to do. And that Friday before um, going to the office, I actually also had gone to the temple and just received this answer that everything would be okay and just to trust in the Lord. And like that entire weekend after going to the temple, probably like 10 to 20 times I had this feeling of, I need to call Sister Burke. And um, my little stubborn self put it off for three days. And that Monday, I 
called Sister Burke and pretty sure I said, like, I don't know why I'm calling, but I'm supposed to call. And like halfway through the call, she goes, okay, I'm going to send you this contact information for this chiropractor. I was like, okay, well, you can do what you want, but I'm probably not going to go. That's just not for me. And then I got off the phone that day and just like this feeling of overwhelming peace came over my body. And the next thing I remember is getting online to their website and like filling out the form. And they called me like three minutes later to schedule an appointment. And they said, well, we can't get you in for a few days. I said, well, that's fine. And then by the end of the phone call, they said, well, if you come at 2.30 tomorrow, we can probably get you in. I said, okay, I'll be there. And so this place is 25 minutes from my house. There's probably a million other chiropractic offices along the way. But like I show up at this place absolutely terrified out of my mind. And I sat in the waiting room for like probably 10 minutes, almost left because I was so scared. And then I just remember like sitting there saying like, this just like silent prayer in my head of like please help me to know that I'm in the right place and you know know for him to help how to fix it and I walk in and um, go to the back and then walk back up front and turn the um, come out of the room and turn around the corner and here's Jess walking the other way and she turns around and she goes what are you doing here it's like hey I know you and it was just such like a spiritual moment for me knowing that like I had gone through so much and like gone through all the steps to receive revelation and that that was where he had sent me and like I was totally scared out of my mind and God knew that Jess works there and that that was the place that I was supposed to be. And that was before I knew any of what Jess had been going through. So here we have two people that both were struggling at the same time. And God said, here, let me bring you guys together to help strengthen you. And that's the magic of the gospel. You know, I'm going to go back to your word home again, because I think you also felt that peace once you saw a familiar face in an unknown location. But when you do travel the world and you go to any congregation of the Church of Jesus Christ, he's there Mm -hmm. and he is home. So when you sit in a Relief Society meeting, regardless of the teacher, you can feel him there. When you sit in an institute class, when you are in sacrament meeting, when you're doing your own scripture study, when you feel his spirit there is a peacefulness and a connection to home because we lived with him before we came here. So understanding our whole plan of salvation, we were with the Savior, now we're here, and he's still part of our existence. We will return to be with him again. Um, I love the word home because that's exactly what we feel. We feel comfortable. We feel like we're in the right place. Mm -hmm. We feel something familiar because we had felt that before. And our whole search on this mortal life is to find him. And the more we find him, the more comfortable we feel. And the more we're able to get through the hard days when we don't know how to get rid of a headache, when we feel uncomfortable at a new job. It really doesn't matter the circumstance. Everybody's got a different story. Mm -hmm. But the answer is always the Savior. It's always the same. Always the same.
Um, so knowing that story of the last month, how has that brought you closer to the Savior? Oh, man. Um, I guess in a huge way. I, I Just going back to the whole not feeling um, the desire, you know, like just my desire being dim, I, I can feel it, like, just getting brighter. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yesterday it was really funny. I After the, after the whole tire incident, um, I sat in my car, like, after I got home and I was just sitting in my car and I was like, you're so funny, man. Like, Heavenly Father, you're just so funny because he knows exactly what to do. We just have to be willing to listen. Like Sister Brooke said, like, I just, I I almost started crying, you know. I was like, he's so aware. He knows us. He knows exactly what we need, you know. And I think it's just, um, I think for me, it's like I've been really struggling. I'm, Like I said earlier, I'm a pretty social person, and I've been really struggling since moving to Boise because, when you're not married, it's so easy to make friends. You go to church, you can talk to whoever you want. Like, you don't have to drag your spouse around and be like, honey, come talk to this person with me. Um, so it's just so easy, you know? And once you're married, it's like, there's like this line of like, I'm obsessed with my husband and like want to be with him at all times. But I also really need friends. You know, I really need people to talk to. And so I've been really struggling. And I think just realizing that I'm not alone in that and realizing that like he's there with me through that has been really cool um I we did a game night a couple of couple days ago like last Sunday I guess and I was like Sarah I hope you know like you're kind of stuck with me now like (laughs) I feel like we're we're so bonded through this experience that we've had that like it you're stuck with me you know like we're family so you're already stuck with me it's a good thing but I was like you're kind of my best friend right now. And like, I, it's, it's good with me. I'm good with that, you know? And, and so I think just, just that, just knowing that when I'm feeling lonely, he's going to put someone in my life to like make me feel loved. And like, obviously my husband loves me we have a great relationship. Um, we have a great marriage, but, but a new place, a new city, but a new place, new faces. it just takes time. Yeah. It, it takes, takes time, time, you know? And so it's really nice to know like, now if I'm bored and I know she's free, I can be like, yo, what are you doing? You know? And, and I only like, obviously she's family, you know? So I, I've I see her around family events and I see her around things, but just to know that like, I have someone now to like, just even at family stuff, like I'm still so new now. I'm like, Oh, you have a person. I have a person. And it's so nice just to have that feeling and like to have that, that. So I guess the biggest just like thing is, I've go, I've come closer to him because I realize like, and I've known this for years. You know, it's just it's nice to be reminded that he's there and that he's never gonna leave me, and that it's like the whole poem like the footprints in the sand like he he carries me, and it's cool to know that I might feel small and insignificant sometimes, but to him I'm still everything. You know, like I'm as important to him as he is to me, and probably more so. You know, I'm probably more important to him than I make him in my life you know and and just to know that that's like a it's a two-way bridge you know that we both get to be a part of and just to know that like he's always gonna like if I can only go 10% he's gonna come that 90 if I can go 90% like he's always gonna fill that gap he's always gonna fill that void so so the recent events have just re like reminded me 
just how loved I am, you know, and, and I, it's just one of those things I, I can't ever deny it, you know. Now I'm like, oh, Sarah, hey, oh, okay, yeah, God does love me. Like, you know, it's always going to just be that reminder of, like, he's aware, and I think that's just so cool. But We had a conversation in class the other night about angels. People mm-hmm. had questions, and I said, truly, the greatest angels, the sons and daughters of God, are the ones who are here with their body, who yeah, can hug, who can hug and talk and, mm-hmm. and bless us in the most simple ways. And I think we discount how powerful that really is. Yeah. Because God uses us in each other's lives to relieve yeah. sadness, to bring comfort, to cheer, to feed, clothe, you know, all the things. He, he uses us to bless the lives of others. And when we use our morning prayers to ask him those questions, who can I bless today? Where am I needed? He certainly sends those answers. Yeah. Sounds like he sent them to both of you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I love so much about everyone's having a different story is like one little piece of my story is going to help someone in their story. And I mean, we've seen that here, obviously, but I just think that's amazing. Yeah, I just think back to that weekend of me fighting the spirit over calling Sister Burke <laughs> and just think what would be so different four weeks later. So that's just really cool to look back on. Yeah, such a short amount of time, and yet leaps and bounds were made. Yeah. yeah. Thank you both so much for sharing your story today and sharing your answers to prayers. Yeah. Um, before we close, just would you just share with us, why will you choose to stay in the gospel of Jesus Christ? When you shared earlier, the world is so loud and there's plenty of reasons to not go. Why will you choose to go? Um, the funny answer is because I know God's more stubborn than I am. And as much as I want to push back, he'll push back harder. Um, but that's the beauty of it, too, is I think um, I think the biggest thing for me is I always say I'll never leave the gospel because I know what life is without it. You know, I grew up for 20 years just wondering what if, what if, what if. And uh, I've never felt so loved and so accepted as I have since joining the church. And it's been, it's not been easy. You know, I've, I've got family who, some are really supportive and some aren't. And I've got all the questions you could think of that people ask me and, and it's easy. It would be so easy to step away. It'd be so easy just to stop going and just to stop doing the things I know I'm supposed to, you know, it's so easy to give up, but, but at the same time, giving up those things would be giving up a huge part of me. And I don't know if I could live like that because I know that even though I'm I'm pretty stubborn and I, I sometimes, you know, don't necessarily read, pray, or, you know, whatever, um, just the knowledge of having someone there always with their hand outstretched to me, I think keeps me coming back. Just knowing that in my hardest times, and it hasn't been an easy year for us. You know, we've we've had family loss and we've had a lot of family stresses, and and I think um, just knowing that if I drop the ball, he's always going to pick it up. I think is what keeps me coming back. You know, always knowing that no matter what, he's going to love me, and it doesn't matter what I do or how I act or whatever, whatever I say, he's still going to love me, and he's like the only person, the only. Like I, you know, if you're mean to your friends, they're they're gonna leave you eventually. You know, if you're mean to your husband or your wife, they're gonna leave you eventually. They're gonna realize they deserve better. But God is always right there. You know, He's always like, you know what? It's cool. Like I'll be your punching bag for a while. 
but I'm gonna hug you while you punch me. <laughs> and I think that's what keeps you coming back. Thank you. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us.